rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. commentary of color that's what it is <laughs> all right cool we'll turn out it was depressingly low god i mean the other thing is too we spend so much money right because you gotta hire all these people so in 73 precincts they um they staff all those precincts you make like 200 bucks a day working an election right and they've got multiple people at each precinct right mm-hmm. so <laughs> All right, we live. Good morning. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. <laughs> yes, it's 8.33, and we are back for a uh, Friday morning rundown and bring y'all into the weekend. Mm-hmm. Cheers to my Cheers. friend Jeanette. We in here doing Cheers this thing. Morning. Cheers to Friday morning. Yes. All right, we got a lot to talk about. First things first, the low turnout. Let's Let's do that. Okay. Let's talk about Let's that. Let's talk about how depressing democracy is. Yeah, yeah. We just had an election. <laughs> we just had an election and... Um... Well, let's be clear. We had a primary. We had a primary for one governing body, right? Which right. is Aurora Township. Right. Nobody, except for the fine listeners of this program, know what Aurora Township is, right? Because you've right. done an excellent job of covering what the township is. Right. Thank you. Um, but... Uh, You've got, uh, even though it covers, you know, tens of thousands of, of residents, right? Nobody nobody knows what it is. Right. Um, and you have a primary for this, and nobody knows primary candidates at all, ever, mm-hmm. right? Primary elections, even for president, are always lower than general elections. Right. So, uh, and then we had this election set on its own special day, where it's literally one race on the ballot, where it's on, you know, a Tuesday, like all of our elections are in America for no particular reason. Um, (laughs) And then we get shocked that nobody pays attention and knows when it is and shows up, right, and rearranges their day, right? right? Because sometimes it's hard enough for people to get to a general election for president even when they care about that person, right? Right. So... Good point, yes. That's so true. That's so so true. So uh, there's some elements where, you know... We always we always interview and uh, you know of course the the local newspaper the Beacon shout out um, did their thing where they go and they interview um, our our county clerk right and the county right. clerk is always like oh it's so depressing that nobody shows up for these things but I feel like <clears throat> there's some element where you can blame the voters for not showing up but also i think we need to be rethinking how we're handling elections in the first place right to make them more accessible to people and to make them um uh more interesting to people right so one thing might not be like let's not have an election for a single for a primary for a single government body that nobody knows about right on its own separate day and expect people to show up for that right totally agree with you totally agree with you i don't know what the fix is now here's where i do that thing where i say like here's the problem this is stupid but i don't i don't know what the answer is right because when it comes to state statute you have to have primaries in certain cases before you have elections right 
but uh, it, it just does seem to me like this could be a much easier process. Um, and, and in a way, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's putting elections on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's giving people days off. Of course, if we gave people days off for every time there's a primary election for a single, uh, you know, a single race. Right. We get a whole lot of days off. So according to Kane County Clerk John Cunningham, in Aurora Township, there's still 226 mail-in votes have not been received, and we, we may have to wait 15 days to know the results. If there were just a handful of outstanding votes, the results would be over, but there are still enough votes out there to make a difference. Right, because the number of people who voted was 1,773 people in this, mm, in mm, this mm. Uh, election, right? Wow. Yeah. Uh, and kudos for having mail-in ballots, right? I think we've the expansion of mail-in ballots has been a great thing. Yes. Um, but other other countries, Australia, for example, where everybody gets the day off, and then you get a hot dog afterwards. Which, like, I'm a vegetarian, but I still think that this is an amazing concept. Yes. Right? Where our democracy is, and I think that's just for the general election for their president or whatever, I don't really know, but mm-hmm. like where there are places that celebrate democracy and there are places that make it accessible, um, places where uh, everybody is automatically registered to vote. You don't have to register separately, even though you've already gone to the DMV and got your driver's license and all that other malarkey. Like you have many, many, many. Malarkey. Interaction. Yes. I, yeah. That's how I sound like an old person. Uh, <laughs> word of the day. There right? it is. It's me and Joe Biden, the only people still using the word malarkey. <laughs> right. Uh, but so auto, automated registration, mm-hmm. right? Like we know who all the register, who all the eligible voters are in the country. Right. It's we could just put it in one database and just be done with it. Heck, in countries where they, no one knows written languages and they dunk your thumb in purple ink have better voter turnout than we do. Right, right? yeah. So, like, there are things that we could do. Yeah. Uh, like, South Sudan has been a country for four years. Right. They have, like, 98% and turnout. And <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and their system literally is like, we're just going to dunk your thumb in purple paint so we know you did it and you can't do it again. It's not that hard of a system. Right. right? You are so, that's so true. It's, it's amazing. Um, and that's maybe not our solution here but if we're supposed to be this you know if you believe in american exceptionalism and that we're the greatest country in the world you'd think we could figure out how to let all of our people vote right right you would think you would would think think. (laughs) most democratic morning ever i really want to revisit this hot dog idea too because the way that it works is like you can you go and you vote and then all of these nonprofit organizations are allowed to set up these like fundraising stands outside of the polling places Mm -hmm. And so then they sell, like, hot dogs and bratwurst and stuff like that um, after. And, and so, like, people go and they, they buy, like, charity, like, hot dogs and stuff. They call it yeah. democracy sausage. <laughs> not a good, not, it doesn't roll off the tongue it well. It doesn't roll off the tongue well. Not and again, all. as a vegetarian, <laughs> I, I, wanna, I want other options. Democracy pierogi would be my, like, right. would be my thing. Yeah. But, like, democracy food trucks. Why are these not a thing? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, that can make you, you want to vote more? Imagine a four-day work week. Mm-hmm. Democracy sausage days. Right. That would be. Yeah. We could I, be doing. I envision a bolder, better America. Right. <laughs> right. Um, good morning to all of our fans and listeners out there. Shouts out to Jen Mendoza and Jen Ingram and Tracy Duran. Went to NCC with uh, Jeanette. You have a you had a shout out oh, today. Hey yeah. Guys. 
Yep, yeah. yep. Democracy okay. food trucks. The the crowd is liking democracy food trucks. Who doesn't like democracy food trucks? <laughs> right. Democracy tacos. Yep. Right. Oh man, that's so awesome. Um. So. Am I getting shrieky? I'm sorry. I get excited about <laughs> democracy and food on a truck. So. No. Um. So good job to the the folks who won, and better luck next time to the folks who didn't in the big exercise. And at some point, we'll find out who those people are. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so quick local topics for you guys before we get into our very next thing and tell you about the uh, COVID relief money and how that's getting spent. Uh, well, Bonzi Community College shouts out last night was the uh, 1619 Project, How Shave Reslaped America virtual mm-hmm. online event uh, brought to us by the CAI. That's the Council for Access and Inclusion of Bonzi Community College. So shouts out to them. Speakers Gene McDonald and Dr. Amy Powers had a discussion about the initiative and how it sparked a national debate. Super shouts for that. And real quick, Rush Copley now offering movement disorder programs that provide support and programming for people living with Parkinson's and other movement disorders. Uh, they're open to anyone living with a movement disorder. And uh, they're online now for participant safety. We will post that for you guys today. Fabulous. Fabulous. All right. Yeah. Now, moving on. COVID. COVID, COVID. How was COVID relief money getting spent? <laughs> Can you square this circle for us? Can I square this circle for you? Yeah. So I was interested in this story um, because there, there was a story, a story that has been circulating uh, this week. It's been the big drama out of Chicago. And if you read the headline... It says basically that Lori Lightfoot, um, and don't worry, I'm bringing this back to Aurora, so bear with me. Right. Uh, Lori, Mayor Lightfoot um, uh, popped up and, uh, you know, like she does when she's scaring people off the beach, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, she. <laughs> menacing. <laughs> right, the menacing pop up. Um, but so uh, Lori Lightfoot comes, uh, supposedly gave. $200 million of COVID relief funding from the feds to the cops, right? right? That's what the headline reads. And sort of, kind of, but not really at all. So what I want to do right now is explain how this these billions of dollars from the federal government are getting down to your city right? and then what your city is doing with it. Um, to benefit you and to benefit the the community um, as a whole, sort of, kind of, sort of. So, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, you'll recall there was this giant CARES Act and you got a check, right? And so did, like, and theoretically so did all of the major cities, really populated counties, and then it kind of trickled down into smaller cities. Sure, yes. So um, that came from the the Federal CARES Act and there was one pot of money. And the Fed said, okay, we've got this many billions of dollars set aside. Cities and local governments, you're all going to kind of fight over it. And some of the, like always, right, it's always a duel to the death for right. some reason. On God! With federal, with federal <laughs> right. And Fighting over money. Who part knew? of it was based, <laughs> so the cities and counties are all left to, uh, to try and, and get their piece of the pie. And part of that is based on population. And part of it is based on, well, how much did COVID actually cost you, right? Because right. in some places it costs more than others. So uh, what then happened is all of the cities and counties started tracking all of their COVID-related expenses. But since you're competing for this piece of the pie, you're gonna make it look like you spent as much as 
possible on COVID related expenses to try and get the biggest piece of the pie. This is the responsible thing to do to your for your taxpayers in your town, right? Because you want to get, you want to be able to brag and say, we got as much from the feds as we possibly could. Right. So here's what it looked like for your average bureaucrat. So I work uh, in communications for a town and um, I am posting um, to Facebook and I am writing press releases and about COVID and I am uh, reminding people to wash their hands on social media about, you know, for COVID and I'm attending meetings about COVID and all of these things, right? And every single time I'm doing one of these things, I'm writing it down on my little chart and saying, oh yeah, I spent 15 minutes on COVID and blah, blah, blah. And um, now I'm a 40 hour a week employee I was going to work those hours anyway, but since I'm telling people to wash their hands, uh, now it's a COVID-related expense. So I can right. take all of that time and we can submit it to the feds and say, look at how much time we spent on COVID-related incidents, right? So, uh, and that helps us bring home all of, bring home the bacon, basically. Right. Now, uh, one of those related expenses that you could use is police time. So I'm absolutely positive that what happened is the same thing that happened in every town here in Chicago whereas they were writing down like oh well our cops spent this much time you know patrolling COVID testing sites and separate like we had to split shifts because we couldn't have two cops in the same car so they didn't get each other sick like that kind of thing that happened. Right right we had to buy masks because officer whoever didn't have one. Right and um, so you have all of this cop related payroll and it looks like the city spent all of this money on payroll so for for cops. Now when they submit all that paperwork and then they get their big chunk of money from the government for their COVID related expenses, you've got to take that federal money and put it in the budget where you said that you had the budget whole. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But what that means is that frees up money elsewhere in your revenue, like elsewhere in your budget, to not put it in cop salaries. Right. right. So you take the federal money, put 200 bucks of federal money that you supposedly spent on COVID, but you would have spent anyway. Uh, into the COVID payroll or into the police payroll. And that means you don't spend $200 million that you would have gotten from sales tax or property tax or because it's Chicago, that bag tax or whatever. You don't put, Plastic bag tax. Right. You don't put that into police payroll. You put that into something else. You put right. it into potholes. You put it into social programs. You put it into whatever, right? So, yes, on paper, it looks like the mayor took... $200 million from the feds and used it to pay for cops. But right. what did not happen is Lori didn't take $200 million and be like, you know, let's buy, let's get some more cops and buy a tank. Like that did not happen. Exactly. It just filled a hole. And then we used that money like elsewhere that we would have put in there elsewhere in the, in other pots, basically. There's a quote here by Mayor Lightfoot that I want to read because uh, the energy is just unmistakable. <laughs> Quote, we save taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars by saying yes to the federal government. Should we have said no? No, 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 federal government. We'll incur this expense. We'll put this burden entirely on city of Chicago taxpayers, and you can take your money elsewhere. That would be foolish. And, of course, we didn't do that. Yeah, it's literally like she 
like Chicago was told if you write down on this piece of paper that you're spending it for cops, we'll give you the money and you can do whatever you want with it. But you have to write down on a piece of paper that you spent it on cops. Right. Right? So now, and here's where we localize this to Aurora, right? So uh, in Aurora, the same thing. So if you're a smaller community, what happened was the money went to, in our case, the money went to the counties and then it got distributed down to Aurora. So um, Aurora got $11 million in CARES Act funding and if you read um, how they reported in the Beacon, it's much more accurate. Uh, we use that money to cover some budget holes created by the pandemic, right? right. So basically, we took that money and we, we kind of plugged it in wherever. Um, so the way that you see this playing out, this, this budgeting shuffling of, of money play out locally is, for example, and we're going to talk about the SURF program in a, in a minute, right? We are. That, that money that is a, a pot of $1.2 million that's going to small businesses, right? Right. And if you read from, from, the, from the city, they'll be like, oh, this is city money and we're just giving it to small businesses because we're so responsible to our small businesses. It's, I guess it's city money, but also they got $11 million from the federal government to right. do it, right? So again, <laughs> it's like we take it and we put it... We take look at a bird, look at a bird, look at a bird. Right, we take this $11 million <laughs> and we put it into various funds and right. then we kind of say, oh yeah, no, it's, it's just our money, right? But <laughs> right. we've shifted it around. Um, and, and again, the same thing as you see in this story locally is if you ask the city, oh yeah, COVID cost us $43 million this year. No, it didn't. Like on paper, it looks like a $43 million expense because you have good accountants and it's kind of like doing your taxes each year and you try to look as poor as you possibly can on paper right. so that you get as much back. Yes. Pardon me, sir. Can I get a Yes, <laughs> right. Give me the refund. Right. I need all the tax credits, right? right? right. Like that's what cities <laughs> are doing. So... Um, so no, Lori Lightfoot did not take your vaccine money and use it to buy a tank for the cops. Like, uh, well, did not happen. Okay. Um, thank you for bursting that disinformation bubble You're for people. That's very important that people know that. Uh, relative to what we're talking about, surf, um, the surf grant right now. So, uh, that is still online and available to be accessed by small businesses. You're eligible to apply with some exceptions. There's a lot to list. I'm not going to list them all, but, uh, you need to have it in the city's hands by close of business on March 3rd. So Wednesday. So Wednesday. We'll have till Wednesday. Yes. Um, Work over the weekend. Grant amounts will vary and are intended to be paid within the range of 2000 to $15,000 proportional to the amount of documented losses depending on the number of applications received. Yes. Yeah. Close of business for the city of Aurora is 5 p.m. 5 p.m., y'all. Have it in before then. Right. Yes. Please. So that means work the weekend. Is that what you Work said? the weekend. Hustle. Hustle. Five to nine, as Dolly Parton is now telling us we have to do. <sighs> Dolly Parton? No. She just rejected. No, I. The square no, shouts out. Shouts out. Shout, first of all, I think we all acknowledge that Dolly Parton is goddess. Yes, right? Dolly Parton is, yes, she's a great person. She just uh, rejected a statue being made to her. They were going to they were gonna uh, dedicate a statue to her, and she said, no, no thanks, I'm good. Oh. She deserves a statue, though. I think she does. Yeah. I, think I don't she know does. who was trying to give her that statue. Maybe that was part of it. I think it was the city of Tennessee. Was that it? The one city of Tennessee? Yeah. One of those cities in Tennessee. Yeah, one of, yeah, one of those cities in Tennessee. <laughs> um, so before we get on to the next big news bubble, 
couple more new things for you guys. Uh, Holy Angels School. Let's talk about Holy Angels. A STEM specialty school rooted deep in faith and recognized for academic excellence. They're hosting their 15th annual Seraphim Ball fundraiser to benefit the school's in-person and remote learning programs. This virtual event will start on the third Wednesday 9 a.m. and will conclude the 6th at 8.30 p.m. The live auction will occur on March 6th from 7 to 8 p.m. Shouts out to Holy Angels. The year's theme, A Toast to Teachers, will be an online celebration of the school's in-classroom teachers, remote teachers, and student parent educators. The free event will provide students, parents, and parishioners and local community members with a fun-filled way to celebrate and support a school committed to the spiritual formation and education of children in the Fox Valley area for over 100 years. Super shouts. Super shouts. Hey, holla. <laughs> I give y'all a little clappy clap. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Holy angels. Yep, holy angels. All right. Um, forums for Aurora City elections. Yes, so the League of Women Voters are holding forums. You have the dates. We're going to post the dates yes. on, the, on the Facebook page. Yes, yes, right? yes. League of Women Voters. Uh, and they're hosting several forums around the area. That includes Oswego Schools, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if you live in Aurora, send your kids to Aurora Schools. Um, you're going to want to tune into those. They're starting next week, I think. Right. Yes. So uh, get informed and, and meet your folks running for local office. What's your um, – you've taken part in any League of Women Voters events, like in the end of them or seen I've, how I've they work? I've been to many of these events. Um, yeah, when I was a reporter uh, for the Beacon News many moons ago, yeah, I attended all of these sort of in person. And the League of Women Voters is great because they um, – they're an informed they're an informed group they ask great questions mm -hmm. and most of the time they're pretty good about trying to keep people on track right so if you've seen some you know debates on the national stage where people just it devolves into a shouting match and yeah yeah look at my hands you see how big my hands tiny, are tiny hands tiny hands yeah little marco what the fuck is that right so if you if you've seen those generally the league of women voters does a pretty good job i think locally of of keeping people on track and talking about issues that actually matter to folks. So, mm. um, tune in to those. I think we'll tune into those. Tune in. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll post, we'll post the link. We those. will post the link to we'll those. Yep. We'll post the link to those too. Shouts out and good mornings to Karina and Diesel and... Hi guys. Hi guys. Hey y'all. And also, I want to read, we had a good comment here. Let me read this comment. It was about, it was from our friend of the show, Nadia, about Dollar Tacos. Dollar Tacos? For voting? Or something like that. Man, let me. Let, this is what I'm saying. What? Like, <laughs> set up shop outside the polling place. Let people know there's voting going on. Also, buy some tacos. Right. What an amazing idea that would be. Yeah, she put. Let me see what she put here, because I wanna, I wanna read it and get it accurate. Get it. Accurate. It was Docker. Yes, a local business offered dollar tacos to anyone who showed their I voted sticker on Primary Tuesday. Oh, excellent. Nice. nice, very cool. Yeah. All right. We should definitely be bribing people to vote. Not for any specific person, just to, like, <laughs> actually know what, like, to learn things and then go vote about them. Yes. I'm okay with that, especially if it's tacos. Food bribery. Food bribery. All right. Clearbrook, a wonderful organization called Clearbrook, is having their virtual friends wine and craft beer tasting um, tomorrow from 6 to 7 p.m. I've been telling you guys about this for... A while. I think 15 days now. 15 days. It sounds like really dramatic as opposed to like a weekend, right? 
a little bit more. Uh, so anyway, wine and beer packages will be offered from Church Street Brewing Company and the prestigious Martin Ray Vineyards and Winery. It'll be a lot of fun for wine connoisseurs, and it's even going to be a silent auction. Clearbrook is a home and family to over 8,000 children and adults impacted by intellectual and developmental disabilities. Get to know more about this awesome organization by visiting their website at Clearbrook, excuse me, www.clearbrook.org. Shouts out. Shouts out. All right, cool. What's next? We had entertainment news. We got entertainment Theaters. Theaters? Opening back up, potentially, I saw. Yes. I saw. You guys, this is the highlight of the news week, I think, for Aurora, which is that... Sun um, is shining and stuff. Yes. So uh, the Paramount announced that Kinky Boots, uh, which was originally scheduled to happen a while ago, right? Yes. Signs hanging out on the the on the light posts outside are getting a little little crusty at this point. But um, <laughs> right, the, it's like kinky sandals now. Like. Yes, right. They've just <laughs> fallen apart. Yeah. Wash um, your boots. <laughs> yikes. Uh, so, <laughs> kinky boots, uh, which was scheduled for spring of 2020, is going to open this June 30th. Now, exciting news, tentative news, right? Because right. Um, there's a lot of things that go into uh, producing these these um, shows, and if there are capacity limits on the theater, that's going to cause some headaches. Um, and and so it's a tentative it's a tentative opening date. Right. But it's still the first time we've had a real like opening date. Yes. For the Paramount. Right. It would and, be like almost a groundbreaking at this moment. Right. Like a grand opening. It's so so uh, if you've never had Paramount season tickets, first of all, it's the best deal uh, in Broadway or off Broadway um, that you could possibly imagine, right? Because these shows, if you've never been to a Paramount show, are of the same caliber that you would find on Broadway. I have right. no qualms saying that. You might not get the occasional famous actor who's just like, oh yeah, I guess I'll putter around in a Broadway show. Um, but what you do get is full orchestration and amazing sets, award-winning everything. They, The Chicago theater scene mm-hmm. has um, an award uh, known as the Jeffs. It's like the Tonys. Yeah. We, we have Jeff. I don't know who Jeff is, but like, right. I don't know who Tony is either. So Jacking Tony would have been deliberately they're, like they're swagger friends. jacking. So they're yeah, yeah, friends, right, right. I think yeah. so. Uh, and we'll call ev- it Bill. Yeah. And every year, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Paramount sweeps. So here's what I'm going to tell you: They've already probably sold like most of their tickets for this show, but if they have not, like, get in on it. Right. right. Um, check them out because they are amazing. The other. Um, reason why this is such good news is because if you work in the restaurant industry around here you know that a paramount show slams your restaurant Mm -hmm. like they get slammed so uh in the best way possible especially after a year like this right ain't nobody been dining out so um excellent news Here's the thing about dining out, though, and I, I want to, so real quick, we're going to just, you know, yeah. rabbit hole. Okay, all right, rabbit hole. Here. You know, places built the outside enclosures, uh-huh. and they had the, the heat. The little geodesic domes. Yeah, you Geneva, got the. Geneva, like Third Street in Geneva is covered in those little yeah. domes. You're eating in the dome, you're outside, it's cold outside, but you got the warmers in here. Mm-hmm. The price of the meal hasn't gone down. No, it's gone At up. all, but it's, it's gone up. <laughs> Uh, the experience, I guess we can say, is not comparable to what it used to be. 
at what point do we just eat at home, right? At what point do we just like? Yeah. What's the bug that makes the human want to spend money and go out, no matter what conditions? You know, I think it's the social aspect more than anything, right? I mean, because when it comes down to it, I can make things at home that are just as delicious and probably won't make me quite as chubby, right? My COVID-15 finally caught up on me um, once everything kind of opened up again, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll go take it out. Um <laughs> But I do think there's that social aspect of being in a place with other people and bumping into people that you haven't seen in a long time, especially in downtown Aurora, right? Where uh, it's the biggest little small town you've ever you've ever seen, right? Everybody, right. everybody knows everybody Facts. around here. Right, right. right. <laughs> you right. I don't know how you right. that demonstrable fact, but yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, the ability to just go and sit down and have somebody serve you and not have to sit isolated at home. I think restaurants are gonna come back. I I don't have any concern about that. I mean, I think that not all of them will come back because some of them simply couldn't make it and that's a real shame. Um, right. But I think that we're also just going to see this explosion of um, our, anytime you have a cataclysmic shift in a how the economy functions you have it's sort of like extinctions and regrowth right Mm. right like damn yeah that's deep thanks so mass extinctions right suck you lose dinosaurs but then you get giant mammals so basically we're at the point where the meteorite hit Uh the dinosaurs are dead Uh now Uh you know now new things are going to spring up right. and it's going to take a while. Right. And I'm not speaking specifically of restaurants necessarily. It's like here. troglodyte status right now, right? We're, right, we're climbing right. out of the muck to make something new. Yeah. So there's, you know, weird, weird Creatures. evolutionary things yeah. happening, right? Yeah. Um, but I think <laughs> that you're going to see just a lot of innovation in very small, small businesses, like people going out on their own because. And, and starting new things, starting new ideas, because they realized that they were playing this this game, right? They were right. working these nine to five jobs, to bring it back to Dolly Parton, and, mm-hmm. uh, or they were working in these restaurants, and they or they were working in, in other industries that just kind of like shuttered um, as a result of this thing. And they're like, you know, that wasn't worth it. It didn't bring me the security that I thought it would. And if I don't get the security from working for someone else that I thought it would, then why don't I just work for myself? Right. And the quality of life, too. I mean, God, you know, like like the security, yeah. But the quality of life. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but imagine, I mean, you're waking up at 530 to catch the 627 yeah. to go all the way to Chicago to get there right before you start work, and then you go in there, you're 8 to 5. Yeah. And then you catch the crowded-ass train all the way back for another hour, and you get home, and it's 6.52. Yeah. Can I tell you that uh, my commute's not that bad. My commute's a 15-minute drive, but I've loved working from home so much because it offers so much flexibility. And Word I think, up. I think that's one major shift we're definitely going to see uh, in the economy is it's – working from home or part-time arrangements where you're in the office a couple days and home a couple days. I don't think, oh, you know, every week just routine. I think that's going to be standard. 
right. for a lot of places because once enough employers start offering that, soon every employer is going to have to start offering that or they won't be competitive in attracting exactly. top talent. People are really going to be like, what's the work schedule? Like, oh, we need you in the office uh, five, five days a week in the office? Nah, <laughs> nah. bruh. Nah, bruh. I didn't go to college to be in this job. <laughs> yeah, right? It used to be like, I didn't go to college so I have to work on a factory floor. And now it's like, I didn't, you know, I want a cushy office. Yeah. It's like, I didn't go to college so I have to I'm like, sit nah, in Nah, bruh. Yeah. Ugh, I'm wants, in pajamas right now, wants, fool. You got me best. Of, yeah. <laughs> Shirt and a tie? Nah, dog. Can't do yeah. it. So, you know, this pandemic has wrought and it, it's taken our massive inequality issues in America and exacerbated them and there are going to be a lot of people left behind but I also think there's going to be a um, a shift uh, in, in meaningful ways in like evolution keeps inching forward right fits well, and starts I, I believed um, I believe that the co- I believe that uh, the pandemic has made it may take a while I believe the pandemic has made a living wage inevitable is that a fair thought Ooh, gosh the optimist in me wants to think that i don't know if that's the case because if you caught john oliver um this week or last week he's talking about the meatpacking industry and i saw that yeah he said, yeah so go check out john oliver and then give up meat forever um but uh i think that there's always going to be exploitation i think that in um at least in again we're in a capitalist society, and uh, if we don't have an, a human consciousness shift that recognizes the dignity of all people within that society, we're, you're gonna continue to see that exploitation. Um, but I do think that, that, there, that we keep making progress, and I do think that this pandemic ha- is going to contribute to that progress. I, in the long haul, again, it doesn't come without pain. It doesn't come with killing off the di- without sure. killing off the dinosaurs for something new to emerge. Right, you're right. Um, but I do think that we will see. You know, the the fifteen dollar minimum wage is not going to make it in this new COVID relief package. It sounds like, but I do think that the the arguments keep getting louder and to the point where they can't get ignored. Right. right. Hell yeah. Student loan forgiveness uh, became a huge topic in this election when before nobody was talking about it, right? Mm. Um, well, not with any f- fervor. Not, you weren't seeing mainstream. That's, yes. You yeah, weren't yeah, yeah, seeing yeah, yeah. mainstream people talking about these kinds of issues. Right. You I mean, I was only getting it on like the majority report. Right. You were seeing like Bernie talking about student loan forgiveness. And then uh, suddenly you were seeing somebody like Joe Biden talking about student loan yeah. forgiveness. Yeah, like what the hell? And that's a shift, yeah. right? Mr. Credit Card. That's yeah. taking <laughs> it. That's taking it from the, <laughs> the outskirts of political thought and right. bringing it towards the center. And I think you're seeing that with a lot of other progressive issues too. The fifteen dollar minimum wage. Um, Lord help us all. Healthcare maybe at some point might actually be a human right in this country. Um, I'm a, I'm an optimist. I like to think someday we'll get there. Quick uh, local shouts. Downtown Aurora scavenger hunt coming May 14th from 5 to 10 p.m. Oh, fun. Our friends of the Rotary Club are hosting this, and the hunt headquarters is going to be at 
Valley Doyle. Teams of four includes four drink tickets. There's going to be prizes for first place and best team t-shirt theme. A 50-50 and basket raffles as well. Sign your team up today at www.rotaryaurora.org. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to, you know, shouts out. Shout out to the Rotary and their excellent work, both locally and eradicating disease across the world. Right. They're great. Rotary Club is the largest service organization in America. Mm -hmm. um, Aurora Public Library, free, vir free virtual business workshop, Tuesday, March 2nd at 7 p.m., Controlling the Controllables, Techniques for Building Successful Sales Strategies. Register to get your Zoom link today. And can I just tell you that if you are sleeping on library programs... I was going right there next. Yes, yes, yes. Well, hold on. We're getting there. We're getting to that one. We're lay up with okay. it. But first of all, for business, like if you are a business owner <laughs> yeah. and you are not like checking out what your library has to offer and it, it sounds like the geekiest thing ever, so like just hold, bear with me for a right, second. Right, right. But our libraries throughout the Fox Valley do an excellent excellent job of bringing in presentations and things that can are they're short and they can connect you to people and mentors and business and things like that that like will legitimately move your if you were thinking of starting a small business if you have started a small business and you're like boy I would really like to make money off of this uh, do not underestimate your library in fact most libraries including the Aurora Public Library usually have a business librarian right someone who can actually connect you and not just to like books right um, not that I don't love books I love books right everybody needs to know We're where gonna... the reference section is right but, but also like online resources um, classes and things that can just bring like everything from figuring out how to do your taxes as a small business to how to write a business plan your library offers that shout out to your library shout out to the library fireside chat is coming up there as a matter of and i'm very excited about this so that. and we've talked about it before i think on the show but um it's been in the news but let's 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 rewind it. yeah so dr eve um ewing ewing i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right see because when you read books you don't have to pronounce things so it's okay yeah right yeah she just took us on a mental journey y'all felt that y'all felt that make fun of somebody who is pronouncing a word because right. it means that they read it somewhere right right so, exactly <laughs> Mental journey. Uh, the e-viewing is a sociologist of education, and her really big book, that like the one that has made her the most famous, is called Ghosts in the Schoolyard, Racism and School Closings on Chicago's South Side. So that she, this is a book that investigated what happened when they, um, back in 2013, they targeted a whole bunch of schools in black neighborhoods um, and, and close them all because, you know, they're underperforming. Right. And, um, and, and what what happened as a result to communities and, and to kids. Right. So she is a fascinating author. She's a big name. And um, libraries spend usually either a ton of resources, either just connections or actual money, right, to book really big name authors and it's always really disappointing for them when people don't show up because you know they're a library and people think that libraries are geeky but right you... how much fun can i really have like bruh but like this is the one to not miss at the aurora public library this mm -hmm. year so it is on march 1st so monday it's monday. on monday at 6 p.m right. so put it on your calendar right now 
and go watch it and she's amazing and she teaches also at my um occasionally i think as a guest at my my writer studio in chicago she's amazing let's put um, that in the in the comments for them right now yeah put it in the comments right now six to seven march 1st it's on zoom so you don't have to go and like get a disease and die which is great and uh, you can register um, online for it. So visit the Aurora Public Library. I guarantee you it'll be on their front page because it's a big deal. Right. Fireside Chat with Dr. Eve Ewing has been put into our uh, comments. Mm -hmm. So uh, click that link, check it out. And it's Monday from 6 to 7, y'all. Yeah. It is on and popping. Yeah. So what's next? What's, um, what's... We have to name this thing. We, we do. We do. We so, have to name this. Because every Friday, I'm going to show up here. Yes. And I'm going to take the content, I'm going to take the headlines, and I'm going to take all of the things that we're talking about, and then you've been reporting on all week, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to do these kind of deep dives into the con to what's actually happening behind the scenes. Exactly. Explain the unexplainable. Jeanette explains the news, but I don't know if I like that i've so i've been crowdsourcing every one of my friends has been texting me all week with here's an idea for what we're going to call this but i have not found one that i love so i want to put it out to the reader to our, our listeners mm -hmm. uh name our segment name the segment where jeanette comes on and sounds smart or sounds like an idiot but you're all very nice right um, I'm so, just going to give it a thumbs up anyway, because okay. she's trying. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm trying. So uh, put it in the comments mm. on our Facebook. Or like, hit us up on Facebook. Um, I personally am only kind of on Facebook, but you could find me there, Jeanette Sturgis. That's mm. my name on Facebook. Um, but you can, uh, on, on the show here, give us some ideas yep. uh, for a title. Um, for this segment, you can also email the show. How do you email the show, Curtis? At Good Morning Aurora IL. Excuse me. Good Morning Aurora IL at gmail.com. At Good Morning Aurora IL at gmail.com. Just in case there's a Good Morning Aurora in Colorado, not that they count for anything. Right, they don't. They don't. They don't. But just in case, Good yeah. Morning Aurora IL at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Send us your ideas for this part for of the show, segment. for this segment of the show. We will, we will pick one. Unless they all suck, in which case we won't. <laughs> <laughs> they will. <laughs> we'll call it back to the drawing board. But and, we, we yeah. have faith in our listeners. We do. So send us some ideas. Yeah, send us some ideas. You can put it in the comments here. Send it to our email address. Or if you want and you listen to us on any of the other platforms, you can send us comments to Anchor. And you can also send us comments on Spotify. Ooh, so you can send us a message and let us know there. Hit us up on the gram, too, for all of you Instagrammers, you know. Hit the DMs with it. Yeah. We'll shout it out. I have the I have the gram. Uh, I've given up on the gram, mostly. Yeah, your last picture was 2019. And I bet it was of my dog. Was it my dog? It was. Yeah, it usually is my dog. It, she is very photogenic. But the Instagram, man, it just makes me sad. Why? It's just because everybody, everybody puts such a polish on it. And I am the kind of person who likes to let it all hang out. No, I, I am too. Yeah. I totally am too. That's the point. You know? I yeah, know. no, keep it real. Keep it right. really real. It's got to be real in life, and it's got to be real on display. But, you know, that never happens on Instagram, right? Everyone's all like, you got your little photo editor software, like, built into your phone and all that, right? And it's always, it's always everybody putting their best foot forward, and no one wants to see, like, sad post or vague post, right? Mm -hmm. But also, like... Um, they, there are so many studies out there about how much it's affecting 
us all that we're in this like massive experiment of just seeing whatever the, the fake thing that people are putting out there and what that does to us. So, but that said, if you want to slide into my DMs on the Instagram, I will still see them. So I guess. Cha-cha now, y'all. Slide in. <laughs> slide right. in those DMs. Slide in the DMs. Uh, that's what the young kids say. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you can see cute photos of my dog. Very cool. So. Very cool. I um, you're trying to make me get on the Instagram again, aren't you? You know what? I would I would <laughs> like to engage with you on I I I am subtly. I am subtly. Because right. here's the here, because, you know, I've bugged you so many times when you're at work and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll text you after this meeting or whatever. And it's like, I, just, I don't know. I love it's, the gram, you know. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Like okay. Maybe we'll do the gram. You know? But first, we need a name for the... First most important is the name for, for the this show. segment. For the segment. For the segment yes. of this show. Yes, we do. It's just something morning-themed, something related to context in the news. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so fine. send us your ideas, please, and we will shout out. And when we pick a winner... We'll give him a prize. Sure. We'll give him a prize. Nice. Prize may be a uh, gift I... card for Treadwell or maybe Society 57. Or maybe a GMA shirt. Ah. Ah. Uh, see, that's why she's, we should just call it smartness with <laughs> Simple facts with know, Jeanette. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe a, uh, that's what it'll be. The prize will be a GMA shirt. We got small, mediums, and larges. Um, the winner gets a GMA shirt. There you go. Booyah. Oh yeah, the weather is nice, so wearing a t-shirt is not too bad. I was out. You know what? I went to go take out the trash. Had on my shorts. Thought I should put some pants on. Ah, Looks pretty. Walked outside. It was beautiful. It's nice out. With the shorts. Had on the jacket. Yeah. And a hat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it felt really good. Yeah. And as soon as the Fox Valley Park District gets around to plowing the uh, the paths, which they don't do, which has become my new crusade, by the way. So, listeners, if you have tried to go for a run or a walk on any of the Fox River Trail um, or any of the other paths run by the Fox Valley Park District, and you've been like, why is there snow on this trail? Because there's no snow on all the other trails in all the other park districts in the area. Um, I want you to join me in this fight. So uh, Pick up the sword and the shield. Right. Call the, call the park district. Let them know you'd really like it if they would plow. The, the paths so that we can run. People use those paths for transportation. Right. It's become my new fight. Updates on that as they become available. Uh, hopefully there will just not be any more snow and so it won't be an issue this year, but I'm, right. on, I'm on a crusade Ooh. now. But anyway. Determined. And our friend Janessa de- determined. So like, determined. you know, watch out Park District. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but what I'm saying is as soon as those, the, those paths are clear and I can get some runs in, like put on booty shorts and it'll be summer mm-hmm. before you know it. Before you know it. That'd be great. Um, so, all you listeners out there, the weekend is here. Um, hope you guys have a good weekend. Time is now 9.18 a.m. And you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And this has been a, another great morning news, as yet unnamed. Deep, Some sort of deep dive, contextual show and segment. The news. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um, but we hope that you guys have a uh, beautiful weekend. What else before we go? What's that? What's what? We Next. got that. Yeah, we got that one. Also. Right, right, right. Okay. I got all my notes everywhere. Right. You, we don't have a camera in here, but you can't see. I got all the notes. <laughs> we got all of it. Yep. Yep. Um, what you got planned for the weekend? Um, I will probably be working all weekend. Okay. It's sad. I'm also doing a really exciting Zoom uh, class with the esteemed Rob Bell. 
who is one of my favorite pop theologians slash writers. Yes. Yes. So, um, and going out for a run on a trail that's not the Fox Valley Park Districts. Very cool. Because they don't plow. Very cool. Um, But we will see... Well, we need this show name because we will be back here. You guys have until Friday of next week. I will be back Friday of next week. Right. But the, the listeners have Friday until next week to That's submit right. a idea for this show, yes. for this segment. Maybe we should make it Thursday, and then that way we can pick one Thursday night and then announce the winner on Friday. There it is. There the deadline go. is Thursday night. Thursday night, 11.59, Thursday. Yep, stay up all freaking night and, all night. <laughs> and work on it. Um, so, quick shout out before we get out of here. I want to say thank you and a good morning and a great weekend to our friends of Cotton Seed Creative Exchange at 8 North Broadway, downtown Aurora. That's the place where you can buy a t shirt, right? You can buy a t shirt. Yeah, there. so if you don't win our contest, but you want to rep Good Morning Aurora anyway, Go there. Yep. This episode will be live on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, and Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast from shortly after this show, as will all of them going forward. Woo! Um, so let's do something new. Take us out. What's the uh what's the message of the day? And let's say goodbye to the folks before we jet. The message of the day. The message of the day is that you can't just read the headline. You have to go, you have to read it, the article to the end if you want to know what's going on. That's my message of the day. So if you're reading news articles, read them to the end. Good. That's it. Professional. That's my message today. All right. 9.20 a.m. You guys have a great weekend, and we will see you back here Monday morning. Live news at 8.30. Peace. Bye, y'all.